Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 8th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling refreshed. I uh, I watched some college women or women's college golf this afternoon. It was delightful. Um, you know, I, something I recommend everybody do if they get the chance is go to like a high level college event. Um, unbelievable players and you can kind of walk right down the fairway and and uh, it was really cool. I saw. I, I watched uh, Rose Zhang. She uh, tied the Stanford women's wins record today. And Look at this. Uh, we're going with a bunch of women's college golf here at the start of Gold Gold Standard Week. Yeah, I mean, well, it was super cool. She birdied uh, birdied uh, three of her last four to hold off to break a her. player player from Han- San Jose State, and also win- they won the team title too. That came from behind. Just, I mean. You know, I was thinking about this while I was out there, and it's like the really great golfers make the game look so simple. And she does yeah. that. It's just like unbelievable. It's just, you know, she's that doesn't overpower the golf course. It's just like the precision is out of this world. Um, I didn't see her like, like every putt she hit you thought was going in and it was just like she made it look really easy and it's just i you know it's just neat when you see like really great performance performer you know like a maybe all-time best college golfer ever by the time she's done um we'll see you know. yeah i she's remember got, I mean, she's yeah. two two back of tiger stanford uh wins record isn't so, that Patrick Rogers wins record? Isn't he was he, in doesn't a need the wreck total. Okay. All right. Tiger's That's eleven wins okay. total, I believe. I think Patrick Rogers has eight an eight win season. Mm-hmm. But I think Tiger has the the school record for wins at eleven. Now she's at nine. So All right. very cool. Yeah. Um, I remember watching her at the uh US Women's Amp at uh, Woodmont. That that was kind of like her big big breakout she'd obviously been a junior phenom before that but that's yeah it's kind of she's living up to it at every level we'll see her at anwa here in a few weeks i guess mm-hmm. um glad you feel refreshed by going up to watch women's college golf i feel refreshed walking around yeah how's how's the, the swamp? swamp not the swamp upland well it started rough today andy i woke up at like 5 30 5 50 out of bed ready to take on the day i wanted to be hit the ground running and like, just have a lot done before Rory was on the mic. J- Big J comes in, does his press conference at you know nine thirty and eleven were those. So I thought I was going to knock a lot out. Wake up to a nail was put into my tire, flat tire, total jam job. I was wondering if it was Lupland sabotage. Quite honestly, it felt like I was in behind enemy lines and they was getting a curveball. But uh, yeah, we we. We eventually got over there, had a great day, walked around. You think they got set hot. some ponds of Ponavidra up? I don't know. 
I've debated if I cross the moat tomorrow and go look around. Uh, No, it's been fine. It's been good. It it was a refreshing day to use your term out there. A lot lot of press room time with all the press conferences as happens on these Tuesdays. Then I got out there. You want a random fact? Yeah. Complete random fact? Yes. I was was writing uh, for Club TFE. I wrote a profile on TPC Sawgrass this week. So if anybody wants to sign up and read about TPC Sawgrass. You can do that at the fried egg slash membership. But I was yep. uh, I was just, you know, looking around for amusing insights into TPC Sawgrass. And when you stand on the 15th tee at TPC Sawgrass, you're a mere 250 yards from the global home. Did you know that? Is that right? You know, yeah. I started asking. <laughs> I forget who it was. Smart. I was like, where is it around here? It, it sounds like it's hiding in plain sight somewhere. You can't. It's not visible <laughs> anywhere, but apparently it's very close. Yes, it's so 250 a, yards. Okay. If you just right what through that forest for the fact. 15th tee. All right, I'm going to go look in. the corner of the global home. I'm going to go look in tomorrow. That. Um, you might be like 230 yards from the start of the moat there. That's true. That's true. So I went out to watch Brendan Todd today, and he just so happened to be playing with Roy McElroy. Really? Uh, just kind of ended up at the same place. Yeah. It was interesting. It was it was Todd and Kirk with Rory and Straka, or at least when I caught them. That was the foursome. I wonder, like, you know. Were they Stra- talking uh, They're talking football? Georgia football? I don't know. Could have been. I mean, I had Jamie Weir ran into him eventually. He was like, you know, is this the duo that's going to break your American hearts? And is that you think Rory's kind of sizing them up about a Ryder Cup pairing with Straka? Do you think they like, I think both he's looking into the squares? squares. <laughs> yeah. I think he's looking into squares. He wants some more of that ground force ability, and that's why not has nothing to do with the Ryder Cup. He's what trying if, to get that advantage. What if square? What if the European Tour turns or the European team <laughs> turns the squares as the team shoe? <laughs> Aren't that isn't that the one place that's off limits? Or, or I don't know. They they wear their own apparel. I can't remember, but that would be hilarious if they're all scares. Um, <laughs> I'll just say this, being out there with that group, by the way, uh, you talk about overpowering a golf course or just watching greatness at, you know, at its best. Rory on 16, uh, driver wedge. What? 16, par five, 523 yards. He had 142 in. Maybe it wasn't a wedge. I'm pretty sure it was a wedge. He had 142 yards in. Talk about Um, like the need for a rollback. Driver one forty two into par five. That's, that's fun. it. Was like it, I mean, you got Brendan Todd there hitting it. It was like a hundred and twenty <laughs> plus yards. It was a different golf hole, different golf course. Hundred, you know, fifty yards. Straka was like sixty. He's the big boy too. It was crazy. So that was, and then of course he hit a wedge to like you know five feet or something. Uh, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it was good to get out there. Uh, but my, uh, what I was going to say is like, I ended up just cause they were 16 T and we were kind of going that direction. I followed him in for three holes and we got all this debate, you know, the James Hans, we need to put a stop to mentioning James Hans name. The amount of pro run he's got this week is astounding. It's the biggest week of his life in professional golf, James Hahn. But the other guys you hear that are reticent or are being pains in the ass, Lanto, 
seems like one that's just kind of pissed off. And from what I could tell on Instagram comments, he's pissy. Uh, Kevin Streelman, not upset, not not like in the vein of Han or Griffin, is like kind of seems a little. He I, should I love know, it. It gives it more Sunday opportunities. Anyways, being out there, cut. Chris Kirk, Seb Straka, Brennan Todd, winners of PGA Tour events in recent years, and even, if not even recent weeks. They might, uh, and they're great, good, very good pros, the middle tier. They might not as well have existed with Rory. Every autograph, every person in the crowd, everybody shouting. And I think that's like, this is the topic of the day. I don't mean to transition is like these new structure changes. Like how much power are they due? I would, I would say, I think based reading between the lines, like Rory and Rom are probably the two biggest advocates for like making sure these guys are taken care of. Okay. Like the Lantos. Whereas you probably had some others in that Wilmington room being like, these guys just need to get them the hell out of here. They need to not exist. I think some of the very elite top players like Roy and Rob understand the tour has to coexist in different tiers. But like, why are we giving these guys any real... I get that they have the platform to voice their concern about being pushed out, but they haven't been pushed out. And what we're giving them is like they are marginal. I think that's probably too friendly a term. Marginal to this tour's business. And we're not going to go to a selection Sunday here in four days or whatever it is and decide, you know, the American East Conference or the Mid Eastern Athletic Conference should get like six at large bids just because they're a part of this process as well. That's what, like, they, they are just marginal to the NCAA tournament. And I, I know that sounds cruel and harsh, and I'm not minimizing their talents and abilities to win. But just being out there today in stark contrast, like, the event revolves and is sold around, like, I, ten guys. Ten if, eight, eight, yeah, guys. If, eight to yeah, ten. Yeah, I mean, come on. And maybe a player's, a player's is kind of an event that stands on its own a little bit, like, can be a little bit player independent because it, has a little bit of an identity and stakes that you know you're still going to get big hospitality whether Rory's or Tigers there or whoever but it's just wild to me that this is any debate at all like this is what sports is sports is putting the best most competitive hottest players together trimming the fat it's getting rid of like this this I don't know the the guy that's a hundred thirtieth or hundred like like I think they're getting leaner and meaner and stronger the no cut thing I don't want to like if you want to do that again we can but like that's I I called it an unforced error like I just think it was they didn't have to do it um, at seventy it gets a little goofy if you're having a cut or, or a little harder. I think they've kind of hit something here in terms of making it more competitive. This is what sports is. And not only is it making the product a little better or a lot better, it's it it feels like it's more in line with competition instead of just this, I don't know, this wel- welfare entitlement program for guys who are, are pretty good at golf. I, today, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I think... We both are in line. Like I love the way that they're thinking about this this whole thing in terms of filling the fields. Like I think they nailed 
like the thought process of the field. And I have some qualms about some little details that I think are are big details when it comes to f- uh, for fielding the most competitive product. And I think they fall short there. But something I took solace in uh, this morning, I was watching. I had my coffee. I'm in my shed. I got the TV up in the shed now. And I'm just sitting in my chair watching Jay, Big Jay talk. And uh, I took, I just took a lot of, like, I realized, you know what? This guy expects to have to change it like seven times in the next eight years. Like every year there's going to be tweaks to this. So the reality is, is that this thing's going to change so much over the next seven years that I shouldn't just get trenched, dug in on something. But I do think it's a huge mistake to have this small field and no cut. I think it's absolutely preposterously silly um, for them to do this. They had all their their little stat boys running around, getting them their, their how many wins and no cut events. Are we Jack doing this again? We're Jack doing this Tiger again hat. after last week. But but what I realized was small Monahan, field, 78 Monahan, is not small. Monahan effectively admitted that they were going to make changes after 2024. I don't think he said it. Uh, he said it in I as many maybe words. Maybe he did. He but did. then he got, no, he, at the end, I know, he must have been, he must have thought he had opened the door for that interpretation because at the end he's like, but I think this is like, we're hard and this is what we're going with. And like, he must have realized he had sort of he uh, basically given that impression said, at some point. He basically said, we're going to try this out. We know it's not going to work perfectly. And we're going to tweak it after that. So I took a little bit of, uh, you know, I took that as a win a little bit. It's that, you know, I don't think these guys are are, are that confident in what they got coming out of the oh, case. But it's I think start. they're feeling good about it. I, I think, think they I, feel I think there's a lot of things it. to feel good about. They should feel good. They should. They're in, you know, what's amazing is like, I think when you look at this situation a year the t- the tour is in such a better better shape a year later, and can I can I make a point about that? Yeah, why did it like J- Big J Jay Monahan who like credit to him he took questions for an hour but he opens with his remarks he goes this is what the fans want and this is what the fans have been asking for here's a data point. And he did this with a very like cadence, like he was given a you know Bill Clinton. <laughs> Consider the last five years on the PGA Tour. What percentage of the top ten, top twenty, top thirty players in the world compete on average against one another at a major championship? I thought he was like asking this <laughs> pop quiz. He was going to go to the Socratic method and call on somebody the unexpected in the media center. It would have been great if he called on the <laughs> guy that thought, so Col- that thought Colin Morikawa lived in Jupiter. Oh, did that happen? Oh God, I was, was not was in there painful. for that. No, <laughs> like so. You play golf with the South Florida guys a lot, and he's like, "No." He's like, Las Vegas. You, "You live in South Florida, though, right?" He's like, "No." He's oh like, god! And then he, he's like, "But you play with them a lot," and he's like, "No, not really." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, I live in Carry Las, on. I live in Las Vegas." I can't believe the guy. Rory got five questions. One guy asked about Rom reigning in his temper like six years ago. So like, what are we doing? This is like this. You said this players meeting. Guys asking about Rom. Um, so what? Uh, what average? You know, top ten, top twenty compete against each other in major. He goes. The answer more than ninety five percent. What about those same top players competing together at the remaining PGA Tour events? Answer less than forty percent. Let me repeat that: less than forty percent. 
Um, this data existed. It's talking about a five-year data point. And you were saying this time last year, like you could have done something prior to Liv launching. It took Liv. It should not have taken Liv to recognize that this data existed. I think they probably understood this existed. Has Liv kind of made the PGA Tour stronger than ever or more innovative than ever? Yeah, but were they kind of did, did they get caught flat-footed, or at least not take it serious enough? They could like the plan. My whole thing is like, if Liv didn't cause them to change, or Liv didn't, if Liv like Liv clearly didn't, re, you know, force them to recognize that data point. That was a five-year data point. It was sort of admitting that like it shouldn't have taken to Wilmington and now like these step-by-step like filtering and seven hour meeting last week to get to this point. And you could have probably saved yourself a couple big names, maybe any kind of existential threat last year, like Kepka, if this designated stuff is out there, I don't know. He might not be gone. Same for a few others. It was just interesting to me when you, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent here, but when you bring up this thing, like how there's much stronger place than last year, it's like, fine, maybe it requires Liv to actually scare these guys straight, to actually get going, to scare these guys straight, to create changes. Because he did talk about like, you won't believe how like having Rory and Tiger and all these guys thinking they should be uh, like working on the same page all the time. Max Homer referring to it like we're kind of really in this together now towards the end of the day. Maybe they needed to be scared straight, but it's, it's, it just, I was thinking through the timeline of this, like lived in launch till June. And here we were last year doing legacy, not leverage. We're moving on, we're moving on. And we had all this data and it just felt like they could have come up with alternative plans and proposals to get us to the designated event era sooner. I think I, I, my kind of, point that i was i was on the way to going is like sorry did i it's okay. steal it no you didn't it's like one of the things that i found interesting is like is like this year they should have so much more confidence and exude like almost like a cockiness about what they have going on it's a it's a yeah. genuinely world's better situation than last year and i just found it humorous to sit back and think about last year and what was said and how like how presumptuous and how like arrogant the administration Uh, sounded last year when they had nothing going for it like they had this year and it was like kind of a breath of fresh air for them to not like act like the tour used to act i almost think in a way that the that the tours really I mean, I I don't want to say this because I'm sure it'll disappoint me, but like the tours actually like kind of drastically changed in terms of the administration and the talking points that they're giving Jay and not sending him up there to look like a complete asshole, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like there was a humbleness to uh, to the 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 talk that wasn't there last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's also a tap dance too. Yeah, I think that last year I wouldn't say it was a tap dance. I say it was pretty declarative about what they said was happen, what has happened. Um, and I think now that yeah, this this is sort of a tap dance that they have to do, and, and not like you said, be as cocky. But they should be a little more confident and sure of themselves for sure. Um, 
anything else while we're on Man- Monahan, or do you want to keep going on that? No, no, I don't want to talk about Mon. I, I want to like talk about the tournament, um, yeah, just in too. general, because we've got you know this is the the biggest tournament we've had this year in terms of of uh, I guess gravitas. I don't know. I like something I've been kicked around. I I talked to Shane Bacon on the Fried Egg podcast about this a little bit, but like this event does feel like just another event. Um, Oh, because of the elevated events leading stop. in i know it means stop. more and and stuff and there's a little bit more of history to it um but like it does like it does feel like part of the machine more so than a standout v- event like it does feel somewhat obscured by the events leading into it a little bit um but obviously Why? I think Why? it's just because we have seen, the best players too it's the data together? point it's the data point that Monahan pointed out <laughs> well, like, I think like I, mean, what, I, guess, I think actually one of the arguments for the tour not having big of big uh, fields in the elevated or designated events o- over the course of the year is that they diminish the players. I think that's a real thing that might have been considered. I guess my counter to that would be: Is the Masters going to feel a little less like the Masters because a lot of the best players have already played together? No, because it's the Masters. Yeah. Same I don't for the think US the play, I don't think the players is at that level. That's what the I, whole well, clearly, song and dance is with it. Right? I understand it's not a major, but it's still. I, the players I almost because feel like has that identity, and it has like as this thing that's not a major, but also not a WGC, and it's its fifth. It's like the fifth major. It's this big, big event that exists in its own space. Yeah, I think so if you're like, going to talk the about the best players being and, together, then you would also admit that the majors are somehow cheapened, which I don't think is the case. I, I would just say that, like, Riviera, what's the difference between Riviera and this week from, you know, a couple weeks ago? Uh, like Five million dollars. Stakes. I'd Some say, FedEx Cup points. Are there more FedEx Cup points in this one? Maybe this year. Next year, I guess we're going to 700 for designated. That's 500 it? for all the others. That's it? Sounds like... F- it sounds like that, yeah. Seven hundred for designated. These guys are going to be able to game the system. This is what I was saying about like the um, no. How you know this is going to change is that there's going to be ways for guys to game the system, and, and you could play. You could just not play any of the designated and play all and beat up on all the the weaker fields, and probably end up earning. Like that's the thing that's going to get all tweaked. That's what happened with the FedEx Cup. Like remember when Heath Slocum was. <laughs> What is he second in number FedEx? three or something yeah. going into Atlanta or whatever it was? Um, I well, that's they, they change these these points. The points that, are gonna be all, all that middle tier would lose their shit though. If like I think they're already pissed that there's a lot more at designated. It, it shouldn't matter. This this is the thing. They don't matter. And the sooner that they realize that, you know, the sooner they accept that that, that they need to play better to matter the better but it should be like half yeah maybe it'll end up that way but that, that that's preliminary reporting 700 to five. well is it 700 but then you still get like points for i, I don't last? know six i don't think they're gonna do that I, it sounds like that's not gonna happen but i, I what's could be it wrong. sound like what are you you get sounds like you're I, sitting on some some no, details I, here i want no, the answers I, I, I think that's a big question that they realize can is is I don't know that. The, I, I think they realize that shouldn't happen is what I would say. Now, did they do something about it? Are they able to whip the votes or whip the whatever amount of people that stop that? But yes, I think they they realize you can't, 
go finish 70th in all the designated events and accrue any real meaningful FedEx cut points or shouldn't be able to. Um, all right, we're back on this stuff again. Where were we? Anything else about... Let's um, talk about the players. Okay. So I think it's, so just, wait. it's just another designated event. Just like Spieth, just another guy. Aside from $25 million, there's like there is like a real history and identity to this event that's separate from Phoenix, that's separate. Riviera is its own ball of wax always has been was three years ago will be next year like i think like that approximates the players like we even said this year like this like is as good an event as as anything but it is its own ball of wax separate from every other event it's better than i i did find it amusing that monahan said you know the history and legacy of this event supersede like having just cam smith here like it lives on this like it's kind of at a press conference, we was talking about the FedEx Cup is constantly changing. Like, they've changed more things in, in the staggered start leaderboard. They've done like they, they've tink they tinker with history and legacy as much as anybody. So, oh yeah. Um, but but the players, I think, has established itself as one of them. What uh, uh, what would you thing. say if Cam Smith came as a fan this week? Um, like honestly. I'd say it's kind of shitty by him. Just trying to like, it's like a Pat Perez move. I don't I know honestly, that he'll do that. I, kind of thought, I like him. Did you Smith. see the clip? Did you see the clip? Yeah. Yeah. He seemed kind of candid about like how much he liked the event. Loves the event. Yeah. Like that to me, I don't know. Like he's like, he was like very genuine, but he's like, I'm definitely going to watch it on TV. You right. Know? Right. It's a weird thing for them, for sure. Right? What would you say if he comes? I mean, it's mana from the content gods for people like us. But like when you like, just just stay away. It's kind of shitty. What if no? he goes to the tent? Be? What if he goes to the the Gen X tent? What is it? Gen X tent, the one that's that's detached from the golf. You can't even see a golf shot from it, and it plays like club a, music. There's a bunch of those. There's all over the. I remember that when we were here like six years ago. The yeah. podcast was born from us walking around, you know, having glasses of William Hill six years ago. But there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff here where they're like you might as well be at like a strip mall. You might as well be you know at the beach. Um, but yeah, there's a, a golf tournament going on somewhere. So um, should we do some favorite tee times for the Players Championship? Let's get this into year? it. Always a favorite of ours at majors. The players, again, not a major, but it's an event of consequence. You suggest maybe it's just on the same footing as travelers now. If, if you'll have, we'll all listen to Andy's. Um, just a, just another designated event of the players. <laughs> Harbor Town Players Champion. Come on. Let's not get carried away. I, I think you're, yeah. Uh, here's a little nugget. So when Beeman hired, and I, I think, I mean, I'm sure this is widely out there, but Beeman hired Pete Dye to build this course. And this is all in Bury Me in a Pot Bunker, the Pete Dye book. It's a it's a really good book if anybody's mm-hmm. like interested in a like a good entry point to golf architecture. But he talks about how how Beeman hired him because of Harbor Town. And Beeman like thought he was gonna build him a Harbor Town, and Dye was like, no. Fuck that. I'm building something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) 
So when you say, oh, it's just another Harbor Town, that is actually what Dean Beeman kind of expected. Pete I mean, it's an event heritage. Come <laughs> yeah. on, as an event heritage. Can I give an amateur? Davis Love Ralph- would love if, if, if uh, Harbor Town got elevated to that gravitas. Davis Love has his own entrance gate here. The Davis Love the Third <laughs> VIP so entry gate. I could not believe it when I saw it. Uh, there's his, a couple other. I'm making a couple other notes about just sort of obscure, absurd like terminology and, and sort of hagiography of, of certain players around here. What real talk, say? real talk. Like, where would Davis Love fall in? Like, you know, the NBA has the top 75 of all time. Like yeah, to celebrate. Yeah. Where would Davis Love fall in that rank? I'd have to look at it, but I feel like just off the top of your head. Are you? We're not talking PGA Tour. We're talking like since the 1930s we're saying or like something golf, like that. Golf yeah. from 1930 on. We'll say from like Bobby Jones on. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know, 55, 50, <laughs> 60. Okay. I mean, he, he was a... He was like one of the best players. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Okay. He won one so major. I, I, I agree. I think I'm in like the same camp like off the top of my head without listing them out. That's probably where yes. I have them. So think yes. about think about uh, the NBA. The gate. NBA All-Star <laughs> Weekend. They named their Dave gates. DeBusher. And the Dave <laughs> DeBusher gate or something like it's, that. It's like the Russell Westbrook gate. <laughs> 25 years from now. It's, oh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that man. not not Bill Russell? <laughs> not uh, you know. Well, it's because he Chamberlain, has. He won a players. He won a players. I don't know. Why Davis they, Love. Uh, Davis Love. Everybody. I had to like, do a TV on. thing today. They said meet me at the Love Gate. I was like, what? The Love Gate? What is that? And Davis Love the Third Gate. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Um, can I give an amateur architecture take? Which I think hopefully you'll agree with. Then we'll get into tea time. How many gates do you think there are? Oh, there's a few. I should. Oh God, where's my? What map? are the other names? It's over like on the it, other there's table. There's got to be a tiger gate, right? I don't think there is. I think it's like <laughs> it's Craig Perks gate. No, I'm just kidding. I I don't know. Uh, I I'd be more into Craig. Perks I'd be into gate. a Perks gate. What oh, about you know Tim, we would. Tim be. Clark, <laughs> Craig Perks, and uh, Sutton. Al Sutton. Honestly, Hell Sutton, Hell Sutton had a better career than. All right, than we've Davis done that. I did. No, maybe I not. Maybe that. not. That Davis Love was a really, <laughs> really great player. Um, amateur architect. Too bad Martin Keimer went to uh, went to live. He could have been in line for a gate. Ah, <laughs> uh, pretty good. Honestly, if you think about. <laughs> the gates. The gates are like completely like. I have this by, map on the kitchen live. table the other day. I can't, can't get give, it. You can't give Norman. Can't give Norman one. No, of course not. Can't give Keimer. Can't Who give, else is gone? Cam Smith. Does David Duvall de- deserve a gate? I'd say that David Duvall was. Oh, he was than, up there. He might than, have one. He actually might have one. He, I saw his name in something. He might have one. Don't quote me on this. I mean, um, some of these winners are pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, couples has to have a gate, right? I don't know. 
you're asking me these questions it's killing me because my map is like th- 10 feet away and if i get up i won't be able to talk anymore but the problem is their best winners I should have memorized the gates the best winners didn't win at at tpc sawgrass trevino yeah, so jack wadkins right raymond floyd lanny that's the issue. All right, enough on the. Game. I had someone point out today, like they've had an incredible run of winners here, and Cameron Smith, JT, and Rory, but like the runners up have been like incredible poo poo platter. Trying to trying to drive Westie. by Westy. <laughs> Westy, it's an absurd. Honorbon Lahiri. How is Westy a former world number one, a a poo poo platter of of runner up? And Fur, I'm sorry, Furick, but Furick at that stage, I mean, he was you know forty eight. I'm not poo poo platter was too strong, but uh, imagine if they went Furick Westy Lahiri instead of Rory <laughs> JT Cam Smith. All one shot victories too. <laughs> Kind of unbelievable, this run that they've had of great winners that were could have I mean, been. JT's ball should have gone in the water. <laughs> all right, all right. Like that was the luckiest bout. Ba- that might be one of the luckiest golf bounces in pro golf history. If that bounces in the water, is Westy at live? No, well, Westy wouldn't have Westie made the go, wouldn't yeah, have yeah. made the putt <laughs> if that went in the water. So keeping that in mind, there's no way he would have made poured that birdie in on 18 if it actually mattered. Hey, I may be stating the obvious here, but we're talking about that JT shot. One of my favorite, like the thing I've come to really love about this place, amateur architecture take, is that like, obviously the die does the zigzag things and you can, you can mm-hmm. jump in here. I'm not stealing your thunder. Like, the, you know, it requires different shots, shot shapes and jumps around. So all this stuff is like, these fairways are all like tilted, right? Or like angled mm-hmm. diagonally. But then like, you also often have the hazard, right? Or a, a pretty bunker or a pinch in or something, a water. So like it requires you to hit not just like the shape, the draw or cut or the, yeah, the draw or cut, but you kind of also have to have pretty good distance control. And so it's like shaping it with distance control at the same time a lot. And I'm not saying like these guys don't do it like they're the best in the world. I think it's just what I like about this place is that it requires them to do that most often or more often instead of just like hammering it to like, I don't know, a much more relaxed uh, dispersion cone that that just gives you a lot more to do with it afterwards. Does that make sense? Extremely well said. I think the, the thing about it when you put things on angles is that it messes with the dispersion cones that these guys all use, right? So yeah. When you have an, a fairway on, like, let's just say it's probably not a 45-degree angle, but a 45-degree angle, there's no way yep. to put your, like, target so that it's, like, majority in the fairway, if that makes sense. Like, you're going to miss yeah. into rough. And then, like, yeah. the thing with Sawgrass is that there's a pretty sharp penalty when you miss the fairway all around. Like, there's a big penalty for big misses, but there's also a big penalty for small misses. And one of the reasons is is that it's extremely hard to control your golf ball out of the rough into small greens if you're not coming from, like, the right spot, right? The, the targets are really small. It's something we see at Augusta National, too, is that the targets are very, very small to approach and have good birdie looks, right? It's really easy to get out of hand. And then it's very severe around the greens. It's why like guys that 
chip it, chip it really well, play typically well here. Like you have to be a pretty good chipper of the golf ball, or you have to be just like super locked in from tee to green. And they keep it in a condition that doesn't piss them off. So like it can challenge them in that way. And also like they love it because it's in good shape kind of thing. You don't get that moaning about just like things being uh, tricked up to their dissatisfaction. Uh, you know, they talk about the greens. Ram was talking about the greens are actually, you know, you can hit shots into them unlike last week. Um, so yeah, it is. They do balance it well. Anyways, I, I, I've come to enjoy it. I don't know not to go too far off track, but like, if some blinded architect that don't put a name to it, like built this course, would they be like, could, would they be popped for it? Or would like, well, I mean, there's a lot of hazards, a lot of big bunkers, a lot of stuff that people probably say is goofy. Right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like this golf course has gotten so sanitized from what it once was. Like, I mean, the tour is doing its best to scrub all the history from the, (laughs) from the design just like they scrub history from events but i heard know. they're thinking about staggered start for this based on the fedex cup points they wherever should. they are when they arrive next to you um, favorite tea move. times i you know mine i'm going with uh who am i i like wyndham clark dylan fratelli <laughs> and jerry kelly i think i gotta get up to 129 p.m tea time on thursday that's where i'm going to see you that's I mean, where you're jerry spending kelly... your last moments on ground on the ground yeah. Jerry Kelly is going to get to Dylan Fratelli. He's like, I'm too old for this shit. This guy, dilly-dallying about, moaning on about how's, how the how's cost Jerry of, Kelly in the field? I, he had to won the senior players. Got to be, right? He probably <laughs> won a Bridgestone no-cut. Talk about a no-cut major. <laughs> the senior major. But that's got to be it, right? That's, so And Wyndham rewards that's Clark. The whole desi- that's the whole point of the designated events is to get people ready for the senior tour majors. <laughs> 78 guys, no cuts. You know, we looked out at the models and we saw what they did at the Bridgestone Senior Players and said, that's what we got to do. We need Larry Nelson out there, 75 shots, just taking his meetings. And that's that's the product we want. I, I got a couple other pairings that I think you should go meander over to. Okay, give it to me. Nate Lashley, Troy Merritt, and Kelly Kraft. They're off at five five forty a.m. PT, so eight. And you want more than seventy players in this field? <laughs> this is what you're you're talking. You're giving me these trios. You're making an argument that these fields should be forty. <laughs> so Go ahead, Ashley Merritt and Kelly Crap. All right. How about this, Ryan Fox? I think he's twenty eighth in the cool. world. Welcome, welcome to America, oh, God, Ryan. No, what they do? Welcome what they to do the PGA them? Tour. Here's Peppy Peter Melnati <laughs> and Jonathan Vegas. Here's a guy that's going to tell you all the great things about about chain restaurants in the middle of America and Peppy Peter and uh, and Jonathan Vegas could probably get you uh, get you organized for your next international excursion. With his or uh, disorganized, tell you yeah. how to miss your flight, and not have your visa on time, and have the WD from the whatever open. Um, that's interesting. Ryan God. Fox, really good player. I figure they give him more it's welcoming. Ama- it's amazing how stacked you go through like times, and you're like, "Wow, what a group! Wow, what a group!" And then you get into like a swing, and you're like, "Holy shit! I can't believe this is a group in these in this thing." 
Rose, Billy Ho, and Hideki. I tell you what, Billy Ho, all over the place this week. Yeah, I mean he should With be the host of this world? event. It should be the Players Championship presented by <laughs> Billy Horschel or like hosted by Billy Horschel. Can we talk about? He's not been very good for a while now. He's been pretty bad, like pretty bad. He's usually popping on the Florida swing. That's why I released the Baton Boy collection in the Fried Egg Pro Shop. But it's not been good. Um, Finau, Tom Kim, and Patrick Cantley. I like that one. It's a good, good trio. Um, I'm trying to look up uh, Billy's start. I mean, he's getting he's he's he's, he's got had too, like too many obligations going on with being the spokesperson for the tour. What did he say today? He was on Golf Channel saying they need more rough or something. Yeah. I thought. All it was right, so, <laughs> so 2023, he finished 30th in the tournament of mostly champions. Did he win last year, or was was he a mostly champion in there? He won. What did he have? He one won. Match uh, yeah, play? he won uh, Memorial. Memorial. He won. Okay. All right. Um, but so he he won. Uh, so he's 30th in the mostly of cha- mostly champions tournament. Um, MC at Sony. See, this is the problem. This is actually the problem. Oh, God. With no what cuts. are we doing? Now? All right. What are, come 30th on. 30th in the tournament of champions is a missed cut, but it looks okay. It's like, oh, he finished 30th. That's middle of the road. That's a missed cut in that event. Well, there you go. You just created your own standard for a guy who played shitty. You don't need a cut. You've just distra- this, you've just demonstrated why we don't need a cut because you're able to judge no, it, it obscures it obscures it's like oh t thirty that's not that bad you want to cut at the tournament of mostly champions now well it sounds like it's going to be seventy people so it should it's going to be eighty people by the time they oh, get around that's the other thing by the end of the by the end of the year these tournaments are going to have like ninety people in them they're going to have to institute cuts <laughs> start a Saturday cut James <laughs> Hahn is getting into the get capital the MDF. Um, oh God! Oh, I <laughs> forgot about the MDF <laughs> experiment era. God, Miss, I'm telling you, the Ogilvy quote, the Jeff Ogilvy yes. quote, is still the greatest quote ever about the pack. Is if you put twelve guys in a room long enough, they can talk themselves into anything. I agree with that, but I'd say that was born in like a, a, a an era of general satisfaction and complacency where they're nibbling at edges on how to change things. Whereas this one was born in like an existential threat and they had this think seriously about how to survive. Anyway, can I, can I, can I make a declaration since we're with Billy boy right now? Can I tell you something that a storyline I'm tired about? What? About like the Rory shouldering this load of having to be like the spokesperson and commissioner and also, like playing high level golf. Why are you tired? Of that? What do you you think? That's not valid. I think that we have a long track record here with Rory. That when he th- has a lot of time to think about golf, he plays worse golf. I think that's what happened for like eight years of major championships: the juggling, the reading of books. All these things, like if uh, if they're they should he should load up his calendar full of stuff before majors and go out and play. Like I think that there are certain people, and this it's is certainly the thing, kept his attention. There's different people, like different, like some people have to be super focused on golf, like all the time. 
other people are better when they don't think about golf. You know, it's all sure. depends on your personality type, right? So like, yeah. ju- it might be like a good thing when his mind's distracted and he's just being natural and athletic around a golf ball versus like thinking about what he needs to do as much. He's thinking about other things. And maybe that is why he's playing good golf. I swear you were on board with me last year when we were talking about how it was absurd that he had to be acting, commit, had to do all this as he was preparing for the Open Championship. And like, where's Monaghan? Why aren't they coming up with any ideas? How is Rory and Tiger, when they're trying to play majors, having to think like this and do all this? Well, I can But you're tired of that now. You're tired of that now. <laughs> <laughs> Monaghan did do a little soliloquy I don't ever on want that. people to go back into the, into the Arca, archives. We're yeah. all screwed if we go to... <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this for five years, three times a week for however long. We'd be toast. Monaghan had a nice little soliloquy on that. About, you know, I thought he... It's getting emotional about Rory finishing, you know, runner up last week or whatever, one off last week after a seven hour meeting. Um, here's here's right, the Billy Ho. Billy Ho hasn't finished better. His best finish in a designated events, T32. Was he a manipulator? No, come on. He's won some real events <laughs> I know, in a just, lot of them. Just joking around. He's a FedEx Cup champion. Oh, Monaghan today. Inadvertently, I like I like dropped my pen, looked up. He said, and the ultimate prize of keeping their PGA Tour card. What? I said, what? The ultimate prize? We're just throwing that term around all willy-nilly now. The branding wires have all gotten crossed, the marketing wires. Can I just Other say that this down. might be the worst player's preview of all time? It's all over the place. <laughs> if you want to know anything about this week's Players' Championship, listen we, to another podcast. I don't know. So do you want to get down some fast facts? Where it's played at? What the cut is? Bermuda, tiff, what the tiff, tiff Eagle or whatever the hell the grasses are. And yeah. Um, other tea times that you like? Any serious ones? Now that I mean, given- the, the Rob Scheffler Rory times pretty unbelievable they i i saw on on uh on the pga tour they're calling it the new big three just what we know another come on big we're three. not doing that again we're not <laughs> doing that again it's a headline on pga tour.com a new big three no no has anything about the last decade post tiger taught us not to like that we don't have to do that okay um, Joseph Lamania wrote an interesting article for the Friday uh, newsletter about Tom Kim regression. And he's with uh, Cantley, right? Finau. He's yeah. with Cantley and Finau, and then it's super, it's super interesting. Like basically, and I think Joseph was on this. He said it might maybe on a pod that he wasn't buying in on the Tom Kim hype because he's like performing well at a course that profiles well for a shorter hitter. And now we've gotten to these big boy venues and like he hasn't played as well. So it'll be interesting. Like this golf course would fit his game very well. He's super accurate. He's a very good iron player. So if you wanted to see a Tom Kim resurgence, I kind of think that's something to watch. Like he hasn't been playing great, but this golf course should fit his game really well. Okay. Um, any you got other? Any other? Tea time. I mean, yeah, can we JJ talk about Spawn, James? Ch- Ch- Chad Ramey, and uh, Luke List. Why? I cannot believe you're sitting there reading these fucking tea times off and just hollering about how fields need to be bigger. Anyways, they need I, to be ninety know. people. 
All right. Okay. All right. Okay. A hundred okay. people. I'm not okay. asking for this big of a field. I'm asking for All smaller right. fields than this. Okay. Can we just, I mean, can we just tip our hat to Scott Piercy, James Hahn, and Nick Watney? I just think you just said at the that. beginning of the pod, you didn't want to acknowledge James Hahn anymore. So I was trying not to acknowledge him. Well, no, I mean, it's an unbelievable. You think more people follow Han just to like look at this zoo animal who's been in the headlines and heckle him? No, I don't think don't anybody think- has any interest in following James Han. Homa, JT, Spieth. That's another good one. You know? Your Wi Fi is bad now. You're chopping in and out your Wi Fi. Homa, Spieth, and who? God, the shed's Wi Fi is bad. Uh, Homa, JT, yeah. and Spieth. That's a great, great pair. Okay. That's a great trio. Great trio. Um, all right. Good tea times. Do you have a one and done pick for this week? Uh, I'm going to take Sung Jay. Interesting. I'm a little worried, he though. He's back not on his well, like, right? playing a ton that, of golf. Yeah. I was going to say, he's played everybody like picked seven him for weeks the, in a row. Everybody picked him for the Honda. Uh, which he was one of the rare, like few, like highly rated guys who played the Honda. He's played, he playing well. This will this will be his ninth start in ten weeks to start the year. Jeez, why? <laughs> he's Sanjay. got. I mean, he's got some good finishes. He finished fourth at uh, Farmers, sixth at, at Waste Management. He was twenty first last week. He's and I think this golf course fits him better than last week's. He's, he's super accurate. I think I think he's rounding in form. I think, you know, when Sung Jay gets ahead of steam, when he gets going downhill, you know, <laughs> he's he's this will be his fifth week in a row of playing. That's when you gotta watch out for him. He's like a fullback once he gets you just gotta find the hole and get him in open field moving. All right. He, he hasn't um, been touched in five weeks. He's, he's you know, he, has, he hasn't come back to TPC Sugarloaf in five weeks. He's uh he's feeling good. What about you? Um I'm going to go, you know, I just don't understand how you could, richest person in golf, 25 million, how you could go outside the big three, the new big three. I'm going to Scotty Scheffler. Uh, not a very exciting, ra- random well pick. Here. I know. I know. I like him. I think he's playing well right now. I think he's putting well. I think he's going to play well. Um, I like Scotty Scheffler. He seems like this is like, he might be the reverse Sort of DL3. I don't know. He's peaking. He peaks at the right times and, and certainly in Q1 through the Masters. So I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. Um, who would you I? Who would you most want to see win this? Not like your pick. Good like question. Who do, you, who do you want to win the players for like just in terms of interest is, in the player goes up? That's a good question. So like Ricky is the model for this, right? The guy who's like a, like a ton of what about Ricky publicity? How great would that be? That'd be cool, no joke, no doubt. That'd be really cool. Um, Hovland, Hovland, maybe might be a good one. Shane, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like searching here. What's going on with Hovland? Is Hovland? We're just getting off topic again on our preview, but I, I have serious a, doubts about Hovland. This is a valid preview question. I, I'm just not sure Hovland's like in the class that we thought or he's held in. Um, 
that Sunday at Bay Hill, we should like was pretty bad. I, even Zayner talking about that's just not the stance you take for a fried egg. Um, and short game, it's just. Do you have any confidence in Victor Hovland at like a major right now or a big event? I don't know that. I just don't know I mean, about Victor. I feel He's like so this good. is a little Teeter bit. Green. This is a little. I mean, the last major we saw him in the final group at. Like, sure, he didn't yeah, play but well. Did you think? He... But like, he was in the final group, and he was like, "I know, I remember that." I mean, I, we're I, we're dying for like somebody for Patrick Cantley to even there even be yeah. a thought during a major he could win this. We've never once thought in in a major championship outside of like in the lead up that Patrick Cantley could win. You know, so like I just feel. Like that's unfair to Victor Hovland, who's in who's in a final group in a major and is twenty five. You know, I think he's right. twenty five. I just think maybe we should start turning turning a little bit of the heat, uh, not heat, but inspection, further inspection towards uh, towards that. Um, who would you like? Who would you feel would be the most? Um, uh, who would you lo- love to see win? A ton? I think I would so like I to see like Hovland a- win. To be clear. I think like Ricky or Day would be a great story just because of like the depths that they've gone down um, into in terms of like a player. Um, I think like I feel like Tony Finau is a good yeah. pick here, right? It's Where it really hits that. Yeah, it's kind of like this would be a coming of age type win for his him as a player. Um, off the Netflix stuff where it seemed to get a little wider appeal be good for everybody involved the tour mm-hmm. is there a worst case scenario Kim Smith in hindsight was among the worst case scenarios for the tour that they would just be like dreading and I mean I'm not talking about like James Hahn or somebody like that um, is there one that you would just be like Phew. Not you know great. what honestly is worst case scenario for the PGA tour just for the PGA tour is like what if a guy that was let's just find a guy here let me find it and say a guy that something like that Luke dis- List that dis- wins yeah who wouldn't be in a designated event like that's their worst case scenario I was gonna this say week. I knew you're gonna use it's this as a the, way to disprove the, the designated guys, event one of the guys that's like wouldn't be in the field of 70 in any other circumstance winning this event like that that's the worst case scenario right now well Luke List is not gonna win because he has to make a putt outside <laughs> of five feet or three feet to win this event Anything else on the players? Who's this your worst pretty... case scenario? I mean, Jason Day. You know, I how do you not like that story? It's fine. It's a good story, but Is then it, he pocket. The, he'd probably make him attracted to live, and, and then he'd be able to jump to live because you could say they poached back to back players. Maybe that's why that's he's true. playing so well. He's trying win, to get the, the payout, make him more attractive to be poached from. If Liv even is into poaching anymore, I don't think they're doing that anymore. I don't. I think they're. Done. I think they might be set. Right? They can't. They can't. It sounds like they're deviate. signing no new guys this year, which is <sighs> Christ. Did you um, see that? Did you see the news about the the delay in reporting for their viewership numbers? No. 
a golf week article all about their 3.2 million or whatever people it was not a good number it was not a legit number no just like why it took so long why it differed so much from the original sports business journal yeah okay they're just questioning its legitimacy oh man maybe pxg laid off 125 workers (laughs) i saw that kaboom not nice Maybe they should stop trying to make like goofy apparel, employ some more people. Is PXG the live of uh, of golf equipment? I don't want to go that far. I'm saying like in terms of like what they tried to do. I think they've had a fair amount of success. No, I'm not in the gearhead space. I don't know. Like they kind of like G four might be the. They kind of like came in the same way. Like they tried to buy their way in. Yeah, direct to consumer. We're going to charge you whatever, $18,000 for a set of irons for a pitching wedge or something. Yeah. Um, Anything else on the players? This wide-ranging preview, now that we've talked about PXG laying off people. Uh, Schedule for the week. The magical Kenya Open. What's what's the catnip call of the week for the players? That's a good question. It's not going to be gold boy. I talked to someone on the day, grounds here the other day. Quote, not in a million years will we see Gold Boy. <laughs> I think no, somebody, that person may that be misinformed. Someone in that production truck needs to go rogue. That, that person may be misinformed. But Gold Boy is at the bottom of the moat and never coming back, at least not for a long time. That sucks. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, the catnip call of the week? I don't know. What do you think? It has to be sort of designated something or other. I don't know. Interesting. Could be a good one. I'll have to I'll have to roam around for another day and come up with something for that. Uh, the Magical Kenya Open, that's 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Thursday. Event of the through... week. <laughs> Is this the Rhino Trophy? Yes, I believe so. I'll tell you what. While we're on the Magical Kenya Open... Didn't get a lot of clarity on the DP World Tours future no. today. So uh, we'll see where that the, the strategic alliance is still strategic. Jay, and Jay did not want to talk about the strategic alliance. Can I be real about that? It's just a feeder tour. It is. And as sooner everybody acknowledges that, it, it, it just, that's the way it is. Do you, think, do you think European uh, Ryder Cup players should have to play on the European tour anymore? No, probably not. That you should make them have to patronize whatever. That's probably what they have now. It's like five events you can get away with. So, uh, Magical Kenya Open, Players Championship, which we've gone over, and the Women's Asia Pacific Amateur is also this week on uh, late night golf channel, Friday, Saturday. So, um, that's your schedule for the week. News I didn't have a lot. Netflix season two is coming back, that was announced today. So that's good. We'll have another full swing thoughts podcast series to do next. Uh, whatever they come out with, How about January, that? February. Maybe we should fire it up and do a, do a pod on that feed one of these days, anyways. With that big news, yeah, we did want to do like a post mortem on this, so uh, on the whole season, which we'll do soon. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's good, right? I've had a lot of people come up to me and talk to me about that show. A lot of casuals, a lot of people that in the same way they talk about like what's going on with the Saudis. They talk to me about 
the uh, Full Swing Show. So all I think my that's na- good all for my golf. neighbors like have are watching it now. They like run out of their house to come talk to me about that. None of them golf. None of them do. And they like yeah. run out of their house to talk to me about the Full Swing Show. So I think that's everybody's favorite person is Tony Finau. Finau for sure. Yeah. A lot of Damon fans came out of it too, of course. But uh, that's all I got for news. Anything else that we're missing on players championship? Do we offer picks to win? Is that our one and done? That basically serves as that one and done. I guess. I mean, this isn't a a robust uh, preview for the the golf's top uh, gambling pod. But you know what? Some weeks we you just have a don't dark have horse. It. Who's your dark horse pick? Who's your uh, you know bet to make the cut, miss the cut? Do you have a dark uh, horse? Um, let me see. I got to pull up some odds. Uh, you know, most gambling guys uh, would have these. memorize the odds. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see odds for players championship. Here we go. Good old CBS winning that SEO war. Oh, they win a lot of them. All right, I'll go with Davis Riley. He played well last week, and I think he he played well here last year, if I remember correctly. Okay. 180 to 1. Is Keegan Bradley 50 to 1? Is that too not dark horsey enough? I like Keegan Bradley this year, this week as well. So Everybody That's loves your, Keegan Bradley. Are they? Oh, no. Then get me out of there. Get me off that if, it's, uh, if, if everybody's in that. All right. No, I think Everyone is Garrett. Garrett's into it. Enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on hey, Friday. Real quick, I'm going to throw this cool. out there. This is 2024 uh, players preview material. Okay. How cool would it be if Adam Scott won next year, 20th anniversary of his win? Which was like that's one of the players that I remember the most from when from my like childhood. You know, when you were talking about like best case, best stories, I almost threw him out there. But I guess if you want to pump it to next year, that'd be great. Well, I was going to use it, but then I was like, it'd be better in 2024. I guess next year's the 50th anniversary or the 50th players, not anniversary. Do you think that's going to get Tiger to come out and play? No, no. (laughs) I don't think so. What live guy do you, do you miss think, the most? Do you think Tiger's week? ever going to play the the uh, players again? No. What live guy do you miss the most this week? Because I know why. Mine's Sergio for sure. I always just associated him with like fireworks at the players. Obviously, good play, a lot of contention. I certainly don't miss Sergio the person, but Sergio at the players was always sort of a content bonanza, and and he was very very good. So I think that's the live guy I probably missed the most this week. Uh, obvious choice is Cam Smith as the defending champ, but uh, you know, I was Sergio, say I Peter just associate because he wouldn't be here either way. <laughs> yeah, uh, isn't he like sixth seventieth in the world in the SI World Golf Rankings? <laughs> right um from a serious standpoint maybe maybe the big big aussie first baseman who can bat the ball around you know this is this is a pitcher's ballpark here so you need a contact hitter out there or you could take paul casey hitting five iron off every tee on the back nine god I'm looking at the live site now, and Phil's picture is so weird. <laughs> it's just, just so freaking weird. 
he looks just like so odd. It's not good. Interesting. All right. Everybody enjoy the players' championship. (laughs) And any other Graham McDowell. Is he uh what? Nona Blue. Is he at Nona Blue this week? No, I don't think he's I don't think they're super thrilled about Graham being associated with the restaurant. God, these, the picture of these two side by side is killing McDowell me. McDowell and Phil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna text it to you real quick. All right. What are, why are they side by side? I think it's because of uh, alphabetical. I think it's the way oh, it works. Sure, you know, it's sure. the M's together. Um, Where's this text message that no one I'm, listening I'm, to this I'm is going to be able to it see? over right now. <laughs> What is this movie you sent me? Oh, is this the movie of Billy Boy on a scooter, too? Yeah, yeah. But here, click on that photo. Wow, that is bizarre. <laughs> What's Phil looking at? <laughs> it's so weird. And I'll the shadow? It, he looks like this. his shadow is like his face. He looks like Two-Face from what Batman. His... What McDowell looks like he's like a like a... Of, of he's like a model year, for like, like a, a, frat, a fraternity, fraternity yeah. composite picture 20 years after you've left the fraternity. It's like the Coles catalog. <laughs> like, come buy this polo for two for 25. He does look young. Looks so young. All of them do. I think they tried to make them look younger. They're airbrushed then, probably. <laughs> The best. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> Mito Pereira doesn't even have a picture. Well, they're all. There's only 48 guys. Someone was doing some sleuthing uh, a week ago that suggested like the social media manager for like every account, every team, and live, and like the website guy. It's like all the same person. Just must be like working like an absolute dog to keep up. How is Mito? They're big signing. Just a silhouette. <laughs> Man. So, uh, tough. Tough. Chuckle fuck. Chuckle fuck you. All right. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy your players championship first round. We'll be back Thursday night to recap it. Recap the debut. Do a little SGS golf advice. you think going to be the round one, round one leader? Oh, is this a bet? Gambling bet? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the w- waves and the weather. Weather looks like it'll be fine, right? Not not too windy. Um, hey, to to your theory about golfers, not your theory. I, I don't know if it's your take or whatever. Golfers being hating to play downwind more than anything. Ron was like adamant, like playing 16, uh, 17 and 18 downwind is just a nightmare. He, you know, he just wants 17 you know, downwind pretty, pretty insane. So yeah, like, pretty obvious what, take here, but like he was just very adamant about it. Go ahead. I'll just explain why hitting a wedge downwind sucks. And somebody that's smarter than me might disagree with me. But, you know, like when you're into the wind is predictable, you know, like the the backspin yep. of the ball is going to catch in the wind. It's going to take yards off. Like it's super yep. easy to hit right numbers when you're into the wind. If you judge the wind right. You know, if you just like, but when you're downwind, what happens if, if you hit a wedge hard, it's going to put a lot of backspin on it and it'll go up and it'll, it'll carry further. Right. So like if you hit the wedge hard, it flies really far, but if you take 
if you take a little off a wedge, it doesn't have the backspin and the wind can knock it down. So if you think about 17 downwind, it's like insanely hard to hit a short iron or wedge and have it be precise because that shot's all about distance control, right? right. One cool thing, it looks like the weather forecast, we're going to get a lot of different winds. Mixes, which is really yeah, neat. we're going to mix different directions. Yep. So yep. it could be good. I, I like... I said this on the fried egg pod, but this this tournament has been kind of cursed the last few years. <laughs> I so kind of like wrote I, that for the fried egg a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like nice that like hopefully this just goes off without rain delays and it's just they just get a nice tournament. That's what I'm hoping for. I just realized I missed the Riley Green concert tonight. Oh, and man. While we've been recording this podcast, this goes on forever about God, live, live headshots and things like that. They even like made that. Bland look young. My favorite <laughs> part about the, my favorite tradition about the players now is the Space Force flag that's out on the gaudy, absurd clubhouse. The clubhouse is a, just, just a, it's, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusably gaudy and ridiculous built looking building. And I can't imagine what the space is used for inside that thing. But I do enjoy the Space Force flag that hangs from the facade on the back of it. All right. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back with you Friday. Do you have a first round leader? Um, yeah, it'll be somebody really weird is my guess. It'll be like somebody... You- you never expected, and uh, so I will go. Taylor Moore. Taylor, that's a good one. I'm Dratty picking, guy, Summit guy. Yeah, Peter. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> uh, I'll take. Um, I'm going to say Bo Hostler. Okay. All right, the Bo Show. <laughs> you know, Adam Shanks played like something like ten or eleven weeks in a row. Oh. Sounds tough. I can't trying believe he's been in all 50. these events. Trying to get in that top 50. Everybody's you know? trying. This, everybody's well, well, trying to get in the top 50. I mean, this is that bridge year. So well, like they're going to be able to. This is the know. cut. This is the new cut. The new cut is how everybody plays. They're, we're not getting year. into a cut. To, that's no. <laughs> who was cont- who is contending that today? Bonahan? Yeah. Every, every, the cut happens before the tournament. Get the get the fuck out of here! Hey, you know what? Neither <laughs> like, are fine. Cut, we don't have to cut, frame it like the that. The cut in March Madness happens before the tournament when they select the teams, and then we don't eliminate any of the teams the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, everyone, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back with you on Friday to break down the first. How about Shank? I mean, breakdown is Shank? way too official a term. We'll probably talk a bunch of nonsense. Go ahead. Shank, Shanks played Sony through API. I, you know who I, who I, how I caught wind of this was Nagel's Bagels. I want to make sure I give my due. Okay, good. Shout out to Nagel's Bagels. Sony right. through API. He hasn't been home. It's crazy. Um, this, I had a bunch this of is notes the ninth the day straight the week. What what other notes sure do you have? I want to make sure I got them all out there. Everyone enjoy. If they're, I'll bring it back Friday. Everyone enjoy your Wednesday. What a what a preview! If I can't imagine you could could be any more prepped for this event than after listening to this hour and ten minutes. Everybody enjoy your week. We'll talk to you Friday. Mm-hmm.